The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Wow, it feels like I haven't recorded a podcast in forever. Thank you to everyone who has been so understanding. Um, We moved, and so uh, the wife, the kids, and I, we packed up everything we owned, and we paid people to put it in a truck, and we moved somewhere, uh, same city, just a a different house. And and the, the odyssey of getting the internet hooked up I'm not going to bore you with that story, but it was crazy. So thank you, everybody, who put up with three weeks of, of no new episodes of The Adventure Jogger. Uh, maybe you could use that time to, to, to catch up on, on, the, on the old episodes. But I thought, let's come back with a bang. Let's talk about Barkley. All the talk at Barkley. There was no finisher this year. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say there's not going to be a finisher at Barkley at the current course for a couple more years, but we'll get into that in just a minute. But the story about Barkley this year was a trio, an amazing trio of Maggie Guterell, Courtney DeWalter, and someone a lot of people on the West Coast were saying, who is this woman? We, of course, on the Beast Coast have known her very well. She is one of those runners that just does amazing things and makes us so proud uh, to be Beast Coast. We've all known the story of Liz Canty, and she is my guest on this episode of The Adventure Jogger. Hello, Liz. Hi, Ryan. It's really good to hear your voice again. It's- I haven't, I missed the podcast. And yeah, you, this was like my OG. This, uh, you were always going to get the first podcast after Barkley. Oh, this was thank you. Thank you always. so much. You were the big story. You and Maggie and Courtney. And let's get into that in just a minute. I want to talk about, Liz, uh, your first attempt at Barkley, which <laughs> which you you actually took a little heat for how unprepared you were oh, yeah. for your first attempt at Barkley. If I remember correctly, you were nearly hypothermic in yoga pants. That's that's right, and it's actually like I hope if I ever get a Wikipedia page that gets on there, um, I'm really proud of that. And I, I told that story again to uh, HBO, who was actually there filming this year at Barkley that. 2018 was a incredible comedy of errors that uh, only made me that much more prepared this year. You should have seen the amount of gear I packed and the <laughs> amount of money we spent in the last few years. Just like any rain jacket, just like, no, let's buy that. It fits you. Like, <laughs> just grab everything we could. So a quick recap of the story. You got into Barkley in, in 2018. Uh, you won the Barkley Fall Classic. And so you got into Barkley and, and your, I mean, Physically, you were in incredible shape. You've you you really were in great shape at that time. It was just Barkley so much more than just the physical aspect. If it was just physical, it would be finished by a bunch of people every year. There was so much more yeah. that you were like, oh shit. I think I definitely needed that first year to because you can't train off trail. You can't go mess around out there and try to figure out the landmarks. So you need that first year as a virgin to be fit enough to hang on to a vet, you're not going to navigate right. And anyone who does is absolutely I- incredible. And I've rarely seen it happen. So I knew I needed to be super fit. Um, and then what I totally didn't calculate was, although in North Alabama, we were already in 70 degrees sunny weather, uh, Frozen Head State Park is its own horrible microclimate. Uh, and it snowed uh, yep. at the end of March and snowed and sleeted and rained and I don't know that the sun ever came out uh, for that uh, 12 hours and 45 minutes that I did my first loop, but I was one of the few virgins that year to make a loop under time to have count. So I was really proud of it. And I was not the uh, sacrificial lamb that year either. So (laughs) I wasn't this year either. Well, really for all that, all that you went through that first year of Barkley to finish a lap, I think speaks to the, the incredible amount of shape that you're in. I mean, physically, you were in just incredible shape. And so your shape was able to maybe cover up some of those some of those mistakes you made. Um, you took some heat 
on some Barkley boards for, for coming in unprepared. Some people said oh, like, yeah. oh, she doesn't respect the race enough. What was it like seeing people talk shit about you on the internet after your actually, first Barkley? I actually miss most of it. I'm glad there was shit out there and it just goes to show that uh, I pay no attention uh, to any of those boards because I, if you keep up with it, you just you just fall to pieces. Um, but I gave myself more heat than anyone could give me on Reddit. Mm. Uh, I, you know, I started planning right away. And, um, I mean, I was in pretty good shape, but I think three more years of really hard races. Um, and I mean, I wasn't out here training for Berkeley this year doing, 30% grade treadmills for six hours. I don't, I don't train that way. Yeah. Uh, and I just trained smart and, um, had better gear and had a, had a burrito in my pack at all times and knew how to use my compass a little better. Uh, <laughs> so it went really well. <laughs> Were those the big lessons, uh, gear being right and, and nutrition that you learned from your first year out there? Yeah. I didn't have a lot of nutrition problems except that I, think when you're moving slower, you get hungrier. And mm -hmm. I think I always have my nutrition. I've never had a weird stomach. So I've definitely had plenty of food on me the first year. Um, or no, I, I had the right food. I didn't have plenty of it because I was just like, Oh my God, I'm starving. Yeah. You know, I've been out here all day. Whereas if it was a hundred miler and I'm running, you know, 10 minute pace for 24 hours, you know, you get, you're just not as hungry. Uh, cause you're just moving a little faster and you just, you know, do tailwind yeah. the whole time or something. Yeah. And, uh, this time, I ran into camp, you know, between loops one and two, I did take like, I don't even know, like eight spring energies and like stuffed them all over my body. But then uh, a full size bean burrito and a uh, full pop heart, like stuffed that in my belt, ready to go and had people just kind of like, oh, that's an interesting choice. <laughs> but it was, they were both delicious. Right. Like, don't judge me. Don't judge me. Yeah. The first year you ran Barkley, you had done 100 milers before and you've done some serious 100 milers. You've done some really tough races. What was the biggest shock to you making the transition from your traditional race, um, you know, your traditional 100 miler, even the Barkley Fall Classic, you're winning that. What was the biggest surprise for you making that transition from a race with a marked course and aid stations to here's a map, figure it out. The faster you go, the more mistakes you're going to make. That's number one. Um, if you're not like a two or three year vet, I'm going to say a three year vet. Mm -hmm. um, the faster you try to bomb off a hill or the faster you are a climber, uh, the more likely you are to get off course faster. Right. Really? Um, if you're moving slow, you have more time and you don't want to move too slow. You know, it's, it's a fine yeah. balance, but if you, you know, burn rubber, um, down some of the not marked trails and you drop off the wrong side of the ridge, you know, you're, you're gone. You're in Kentucky, uh, if you're not careful. So I think that's the hardest thing to learn. And, and I didn't learn that. And, and Maggie uh, made a joke about that while we were out there. Uh, my first year, I kept doing that. I kept just being so frustrated with how slow I was moving that I would just like, bomb off in the wrong direction and then have to backtrack. And so I probably ran five to six more miles than everybody else ran that first loop. Um, and I did not do that this year. That's good. <laughs> like not even, not even one time did I just like take off into the woods or I tried not to. That is really interesting, Liz, because I've heard people who have, who've ran Barkley and, and, and talked to them and had good conversations. And they talk about, Especially when the cigarette is lit. Is lit. Mm. That's not a word. I'm sorry, everybody. I got my first COVID shot today. I got the 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 one that makes you a little wonky. So this, this, this sorry about that. So when he lights the cigarette at the gate and you and you, and you take off, I've heard that that's nearly a sprint because you've got a lot of people that are looking to cause separation, and it's hard to hang on to a veteran because they're like. See you later, alligator. So I kind of thought that maybe there'd be a lot of speed involved once you find that book, it kind of kind of bolting off. But no, it seems like slower is the way to go. Yeah, I mean, depending. So either direction you go in a loop, you're heading pretty much straight towards um, trail, yeah. mark trail. And if you can get fast enough in that moment to get into a good pod, um, or at least if you know how to navigate to one of those first books, uh, which again, they're off trail. It's, you know, not something you can really pinpoint before, but if you're uh, at least a one-year vet, hopefully, you know, at least that yeah. first book, yeah. um, and you can get there and 
and get in. Um, actually, the start was really funny this year because uh, when he lit the cigarette, I accidentally boxed myself out of either way around the gate. Uh, it's a, like a you know three foot tall gate, and I dove under it, and it's on tape for everyone to enjoy. Where I just totally panicked and like, oh no, I don't want to get you know, I don't want to get left, and I'm five foot two and like 110 pounds, and there was just like big men with trucking poles. So I decided I would like dive under the gate, and then someone else followed me because we both like just. Wasn't paying attention, and now I learn something new every year. Now, year three, not only do I have more navigation, I know stand at the damn side. Do not stand in the middle <laughs> of the gate. Stand up inside and be ready to bolt through that little opening. I can't wait to see that moment on HBO. When they release the documentary, oh. that better make it. It's, yeah, and it, it's sad because they took like six or eight hours of footage, probably between me and um, another gentleman they were profiling, and I think it's a 15 or 30 minute segment on real sports and they've got so, so they, much footage. So. so they were profiling you. They weren't just there filming someone else. You were actually being profiled uh, by HBO. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was an interesting journey to be part of, you know, it's what's going to be a segment on, I think I can say, I mean, I think I can say this. Everyone knows HBO is there, but it's right. real sports. Uh, the show, the show real sports. How did that all come about? Um, I think they reached out to me in 2020, actually. Yeah. Um, and I would hope it wasn't because of what a disaster 2018 was. Uh, and then, but it might, it very well might have been. Uh, they probably, get the girl you know, the yoga pants. Get the girl the yoga pants and the hypothermia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or they went through all their better choices and other people said, no, we'd rather not. And I have nothing better to do. Hey, uh, so, I, yeah. I, I, I figure that's the, that's probably the, the main reason why most people find the adventure jogger is because all their other favorite podcasts haven't released a new episode. And they're like, ah, fuck it. I'll give it a try. So I, you know, there's no, there's no shame in that game, Liz. And, and that was fine with me because they, you know, and it, it's, it's fun for me because you can't get any realer than the ridiculous life I leave. I'm not a professional, you know, I work full time and, my gym is my really sketchy garage <laughs> with, a co- with a Costco weight set. And, and my treadmill hit my head hits the ceiling. If I jack it up way too high, because we live in a 1950s bungalow. Okay. So, that just, did, real. everybody know, everybody it's tuned into this. Cause you wanted to find out who Liz Canty is. Liz Canty is not a professional runner. She has a full-time <laughs> job. She has a, a janky treadmill that she can't put up too high or she'll hit her head because of low ceilings from the 50s bungalow. So, I mean, that even makes it more impressive to think about the elite athletes that you were just shoulder to shoulder with out there at, at, at Frozen Head. Of course, again, all of us Beast Coasters are like, that's just Liz. Not surprised. That's our Liz. Um, but so HBO contacts you. You're going to do it in 2020, but of course, Barkley doesn't happen in, in 2020. And you qualified to run the, the 2020 Barkley by winning the Barkley Fall Classic again. And then, mm-hmm. so you put in this training for Barkley 2020. When last year did you know, like, okay, this ain't happening? Uh, this race is not going to be a thing. I think it was around the first week of March. Uh, we actually made a concerted uh, s- sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, we sacrificed ourselves. We, we, we for Eliza's health and the health and safety of all those people, yeah. um, all the Americans said, no, we're not coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we really tried to back him up in making that cancellation choice because I think the the park was sort of willing to let him have it. Restrictions yeah. would have been really tough. Um, obviously, no Europeans could come, but then very few Americans could even come at that time. Yeah. And, I, and as a group, we all just went like, you know, hey, let's call it like 2021. Maybe at least most, maybe at least all the Americans can come in 2021. Was was there um, was so there yeah, a fear in doing that, Liz? Like like because that is you were you were forcing Laz's hand at that point was there a fear like oh shit we're never going to get in again because let's be honest this is a club you got in because you earned your way in by 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 qualifying winning the barkley fall classic which you've done twice um if you're if you have dreams of winning the barkley fall classic if liz canty shows up you can kiss those dreams goodbye because that's kind of kind of her race we're going to start calling it the liz canty uh classic was there a fear yeah the liz canty classic we're gonna start calling it that um was it was there a fear though liz that so you're you're forcing Laz's hand at that point to call the race that oh shit 
I'm going to be on the bad list and, and never be able to get back in? No, he ap- appreciated okay. it in full. I think he was really struggling with the decision. So it's hard to tell people who have worked their butt off, you know, or have spent the money already and bought tickets and bought hotels or, you know, whatever, who are planning for like, right. well, I'm going to have to quarantine for 14 days in Warburg somewhere, you know, to, to be like, as we're getting closer and closer to cancel it. Um, but it made us all feel better because it was becoming like so unfair to the people who couldn't come, who were so strong. You know, we were getting close to the point where Maggie couldn't come, right. you know, like she couldn't get out of Colorado. She might not have been able to get out of Colorado or it would have been really tough. And um, yeah, the Southeast sucked at COVID and we did no restrictions <laughs> whatsoever, but right. all the other parts of the country locked down. And I know. Um, so yeah, it's it just to be living here where no one was, treating this pandemic as they should, I mostly felt, I felt the most guilty. Yeah. Like, absolutely, we shouldn't have this event because no one should have to leave. You know, we should give it a year and, and be safe for all the people, especially, you know, Laz is older. And yeah. so, so many of his um, contemporaries and the other men who, men and women who run the race are, uh, you know, in that threat category, so. Yeah, so, okay, so I just, I just wanted, I wanted everybody to be perfectly clear here. Uh, there was no conflict between the two. You guys deciding like we're not coming was almost making the decision easier for him, taking oh, a yeah. weight off of Laz. Like, oh, well, thank God, <laughs> everyone's yeah. on the same page. Now I don't have to ruin someone's day. Yeah, I think I think John Kelly led the charge, and uh, you just you step in line at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely fall in line behind the, the legend. That yes, is John. John Kelly. Um, yeah, that was it. It wasn't a hard decision, and then we had our campsite at Frozen Head anyway. We went and spent the weekend out there just running around for fun yeah. anyway. So 2021 happens. But but here's the, here's the kind of crazy thing, Liz, and I was thinking about this. You know, 2020 hits, and, and, and the pandemic you know hits the United States, and we start seeing cases popping up everywhere. And it still was pretty light at that point. Uh, there wasn't as many cases um, in areas – um, in the United States, when we shut everything down, this year has been kind of weird because January, mm-hmm. February, and March have been, you know, even December, November, before that have been, a, I mean, it's, it's hit hard. We've lost three family members uh, due to, to COVID-19 over the last month. So it, it, it's, 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 it's hit so much rougher and we're seeing the brunt of it now. Was there a fear that 2021 wouldn't happen? Well, first, I'm really sorry for your family. That's really hard. Um, well, thank you. That, yeah, I've, I've been lucky enough not to lose um, anyone, but most of my family's in, in Massachusetts where they've all been shut in their houses yeah. for about a year. But um, uh, I think I think 2021, um, Laz didn't, none of us wanted to go two years without a Barkley. Right. Twitter didn't want to go two years without a Barkley. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, Twitter would have shut down. We knew- Jack Dorsey <laughs> would have been like, down. just put it down. Uh, we know there's no reason to have Twitter. Just turn it off. Uh, so, I mean, we knew, we knew, so what, uh, what happened was the majority of Europeans were rolled over to whenever post pandemic is yeah. 2022, maybe. So, uh, no one was kicked out and everyone who was originally on the roster, uh, for 2020 remained on the roster. Um, and then he started pulling people from the wait list, um, people given priority of those who had been vaccinated and, yeah. or had, um, had already, already had COVID. Right. Uh, to kind of get to that, you know, 70%, um, you know, you're 70% more likely to be okay, whatever, you know, whatever that math might be, not a virologist. And, um, and then uh, limiting crew to to one person, Mm -hmm. you only have one, one crew member, and that crew member must also um, be vaccinated and or have had COVID. So, um, and then, you know, a lot of math about if you're in this more high risk group, share, you know, share campsites with the more high risk right. people who are have to have your mask at all times. And if right. you're vaccinated or whatever, try to stick with those people. So um, he had a lot of rules in place. There was, there was masks throughout camp, um, definitely in the bathrooms. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he, they, they did a lot of work to make that. There's Clorox wipes sprinkled throughout the campground, which is yeah. so funny. <laughs> but uh, whatever they could do. And um, so far, I haven't gotten an email like, 
this person tested positive the day after the race and well, might have just bumped that guy, you know. Right. So. No, I think they did a really good job of taking those precautions because a friend of mine um, has had has both had COVID and gotten vaccinated. So he was a double whammy and he actually went out there and crewed for someone because there was a lot of people going like, I got nobody to crew for me. Yeah. Is there anybody out there in the Barkley family um, that is, has either had COVID or been vaccinated? And my buddy's like, I got both. I've had it, been vaccinated. I'll see it frozen heads. So yeah, they did really take a whole lot of precautions. And I, okay. you know, I think it's great because honestly, you're right. Twitter would have just, what's the point? <laughs> I, I would have deleted the app. I'd have been like, okay, two years without Barkley. There's no reason to have this stupid thing. <laughs> I don't even have it. I don't even have Twitter. You don't need it in your I life. I don't even follow. I don't even follow it. <laughs> have you uh have you discovered TikTok yet? I refuse. Okay, yeah. I just, absolutely refuse. I hate strong. technology. Hold strong. I will send people to the moon every day of the week, but Facebook and Instagram and that's <laughs> truly more than I can handle as it is. And Zoom. This is just a disaster. <laughs> Hold strong on that no technology list. Yeah. I did see, by the way, there is a company. Um, it's called review.org that is offering to pay someone $2,400 to go 24 hours without screens. Oh, it's just not that hard. Go to a no, party. it's, it's just, not. It's just not that hard. <laughs> I saw that. And I'm like, I didn't. <laughs> right. you, they could have paid you five grand. You're, you, you know, you were gone for a whole weekend. Yeah, I mean, there's no, you've been to Frozen Head, there's no service there, it's incredible. Um, The things, you know, the things you get to just unplug from, and then finally, I mean, it was the most, man, my phone died, because my husband, you know, threw it in a Tupperware box, and I didn't pick it up again until we drove out of camp on Friday night at 7 o'clock, and then it was just like, by that time, everyone had, you know, gotten got service and posted about us and yeah. um, my phone nearly exploded i almost didn't op- i didn't open it for a while so we had beers at a brewery on the way home and i finally was like guess i'll go see how many pictures i got tagged <laughs> you can tell by the way if you're out at frozen head you can always tell the newbies to the park because they're walking around with their their phone held oh, high yeah. going like Okay, are you getting signal? I'm not getting any signal. It just at, at some point you've been there long enough, you just go like you ain't getting any signal, period. It's awesome. No, it is nice. It's a great place to unplug. This year's race, the one everyone's talking about, uh, a race that I said in the intro to the podcast, I don't know if we have a finisher for years. And I think the addition of uh, of the, the the additional books that have been added to the to the course makes it really hard, even for the fastest of the fastest of the you know the, the the veterans. It is just a really really hard course, and he stepped up the difficulty level quite a bit. Don't ask me how I know that because I won't tell you. That's right, Barkley weirdos. I won't tell you how I know the course. Anyway, so so Liz, but this year let's talk about your experience. Did you Maggie and Courtney? Did you guys like meet up beforehand and say like let's give this a go or? Kind of, how did that the, the sisterhood of of the traveling, uh, uh, the <laughs> trekking poles? How did that all come about? Well, I've got to say one thing, and everyone continues to forget this because the three of us finished together. But uh, Jimmy and Corey was with us for all twenty six hours and fifty two minutes, every step of the way. And uh, it, we feel really bad that it became the uh, the women's team and Jamil. He made a smarter uh, leg choice and decided not to just bomb. He, his headlamp was dimming a bit and he just decided there wasn't enough headlamps between us to, to bomb down Bird Mountain. So he took a little bit slower to be safe. And, uh, but anyway, the, the three, the three girls, we, um, I knew I was going to, I knew I wanted to stick with Maggie. Uh, I've known, I know Maggie really well. Yeah. Um, we get along good. Um, I didn't know Courtney was going to be there until I saw her, which yeah. was super fun. Mm-hmm. She was a little secret surprise for everyone. And uh, it was kind of an easy thing to make on the first climb. Like, Maggie's a great navigator. I'm a, I'm a pretty good navigator. I haven't been out there as many years as she had, but I'm a good climber. And uh, Courtney's obviously strong as shit. Um, yeah. But she'd never been there. So that's, you know, it's a pretty easy, like, two people who kind of know how to navigate grab Jamil, follow him around. He definitely knows where he's going. And uh, if you just point in a direction and send Courtney up a hill, she'll beat you all there. So <laughs> it, was, it was like a, a foursome made in heaven, which is, oh, that's weird to say. But, so, <laughs> so, 
<laughs> foursome for the for the ages. Yeah. So when you're doing that, it, and I've always wondered. Is there a lot of talk and discussion? I've talked to elite athletes before and they say, you know, at regular races, there's not a whole lot of talking up front. It's business up front, party in the back, just like a mullet. When it comes to Barkley. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm wondering. So Barkley, yeah. it's, it's 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 Maggie, who, by the way, Maggie it does not th- like you'll, you'll never hear Maggie go like, oh, I'm an elite runner. Oh, you know, like she is the most humble yeah down-to-earth person ever, one of the best interviews ever. I, we love Maggie Guru. Um, but Maggie, you're elite. I'm going to call you elite. I think you're elite, Maggie. Not that, you know, I'm, I'm the one who decides who is and who's not. But the, but I would definitely categorize the three of you and Jamil as elite athletes that maybe at, a, at another race maybe wouldn't be jab John, but it sounds like at Barkley it was kind of a, a, uh, a little party, if you will. There was, there was party in the front. I, I called it that several times. Like we were such a party. Um, Barkley's a game. Mm-hmm. Barkley is its own ridiculous joke puzzle game. And if you want to stay silent and be bitchy or rude to me on the climb up Bird Mountain, you are not going to, I'm not going to let you follow me. But <laughs> <laughs> you, you better be in the best spirits climbing up Bird Mountain. And I was a little bit ahead of Maggie and Courtney. I could hear them giggling and having a great time. And I was chit-chatting to everybody that was in my little area of Bird Mountain, just like, hey, where are you from? And yeah. I'd get some people like, hey, Liz, I know you. And then I'd get some just like grunts. And I was like, <laughs> okay, you're not having a good time right now. And you should because this is silly. It's 3 o'clock in the morning and it's raining. <laughs> right, <'cause, laughs> and we're climbing Bird Mountain. Yes, because you got the, the conch shell was, was 2 o'clock in the morning. You hear that thing. Mm-hmm. You got 60 minutes to get ready. And it's th- it's a it's an evening start. It's a middle of the night, three o'clock yeah. start, and it's three o'clock in the morning, and you're going up Bird Mountain. Yeah, I don't think I'm ever not the peppiest human being in the world. I was just stoked. I was like two o'clock in the morning. I hadn't slept great anyway because it poured all night. Yeah, and um, my husband just heard it, and we he had a lot of uh, Laz had a lot of trouble getting the conch going. Um, uh, so it blew at two Oh four. It took him probably about four minutes to get a good, a good sound yeah. out of it. And, uh, I think we all kind of went, was that the conch? And then, <laughs> Oh yeah, that was the conch. And then we started banging on doors, but I just kind of went, Oh, this is hilarious. It's two o'clock in the morning. Let's go. <laughs> so I chugging, I chugged a cup of coffee, ate half a bagel and was ready to go. It was, I was, I was super happy. So the energy sounds like the energy is a lot of a lot of fun at the beginning when you're when you're all zigzagging up Bird Mountain, except for the couple of people that grunted at you. And we don't we won't, we won't name be. names. If you're not having fun then. Yeah. yeah, if you're not having fun, then you're not you're gonna have a you're gonna have a horrible day because you're on Mark's trail. Right. <laughs> you better have as much fun as you can on Mark's trail. Now I'm not gonna ask you to name names, Liz, of the grunters, but did <laughs> any of the grunters make it one lap? Um, I mean, only 17 people made it one lap or something like that. Yeah. So probably a grunter or two didn't have a good time and, uh, mm-hmm. and got a little lost, but when you grunt at um, Liz Canty, things aren't going to go well for you. <laughs> Just saying, Just tell me where you're from. I want to chat with you. You don't have to talk back. Everyone who's ever run with me knows that you don't have to talk back to me. I'll just talk. <laughs> So, so you, you gals all kind of team up and Jamil's there. Did, did you guys, you guys were a team by the first book, right? Uh, actually, I don't think we all really got together till make nearly book three. Oh, maybe. okay. Um, yeah. And actually for the first loop, um, and we all kind of came in staggered, but for the first whole loop, we actually had a group of about six people, um, with, with the four of us kind of leading the way between books. Um, and then, you know, the few people who, who know the score and then you better hang on, you know, um, strong, absolutely strong men in their, in their own right. Um, but who were, you know, virgins or one year vets and and knew that this was a good group to hang on to. Mm -hmm. Um, so we had a pretty good group actually for that, uh, first loop. And then, yeah, second loop, it was five minute change. Let's go. And, yeah. and just drop it, you know, drop everybody you can get back into our pod and uh, start shooting up uh, the opposite direction. So for those that have never been to Frozen Head State Park in Tennessee, you think about, you know, the concept of Barkley and you, you go uh, your first loop is in one direction. 
and then your next loop is in the opposite direction. Um, is it is it kind of it, people would think like, oh, you were just there, like you would know where all that stuff is, but the park is so the the park is is so hard to describe to people. Yeah. You said it has its own microclimate, and there, and it, yeah. it, 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 it it did you find that if you finish that first lap, the first loop, and you're going back out, was it weird that you had seen all that stuff just minutes ago, but how different the park looks? Looks totally, it's a different place in, in the backwards direction. It's uh, now you're, you know, maybe at a good view of a landmark that made total sense in one direction. And now you're never going to find that rock again in a million years um, because it doesn't look like a rock in that direction. There's a tree behind it. Now it's a tree and um or whatever it might be and uh it blows your mind and then god forbid the sun goes down now you're screwed <laughs> and, and there went everybody there that was um, i think a lot of people's loop two story including ours um as the dark came as the fog and the fog was there for hours and hour uh, till long into the friday afternoon the fog stayed and uh when you're one around with a headlamp and all you're getting is white light back in your face yeah i mean you're lucky if you can even see your compass bearing at that point. It's it's just crazy. I mean, it's 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 undescribable. And I and I I think the documentaries do a good job of presenting some of the really beautiful aspects of Frozen Head State Park. But it's hard mm-hmm. to capture that weirdness, that wonkiness, that it's an entirely different place when the sun goes down. It's an entirely different place in an opposite direction. It's just. It's a very strange place, a beautiful, strange place. Yeah. I call it our little slice of hell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, I, I love it there more than, I mean, I training for um, like SCAR and training for stuff in North Georgia, I would choose to train at Frozen Head. Yeah. Um, even in place of the actual trails I might be on once or twice uh, because we love it there so much. Um, and I, I already have a campsite a few weeks from now to go back. <laughs> That's great. Because I've got something, I've got more stuff to train for, and you can't beat you can't you can't beat those hills. No, you you can't. In the in the beauty of it, and I'm always surprised when I go there how few runners there are. You really can go out there and run and not see a soul. For, yeah, uh, for that's that's absolutely why we love it um and we also love it because dogs are allowed which is so silly but um everybody talks about how beautiful the smokies are which they absolutely are but i've got two dogs right and there's no smokies allowed in national parks um so i'll choose frozen head over the smokies any day of the week now we say this and now it's going to be booked <laughs> yeah i think actually it's been really booked during covid i mean uh, yeah, it, it, you're lucky. You're better off there in like a couple of weeknights. Take time off work because, as I understand, camping across the country it's just books solid. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you probably go somewhere like Frozen Head because they don't have hookups, which is good. You right? Know, there's no power, no water. So yeah, it scares you don't off get the those people. Big ass RVs. Yeah, it scares those people off. They're like, man, nah, no, there's no hookups, no interest. There's less- yeah, less children, way less children at Frozen Head than anywhere else. It is a lot of fun. Part. My my brother, um, he wanted to go camping in Tennessee, and he's like, "Where should I go? Everyone's telling me Great Smoky Mountains National Park." I'm like, "Try Frozen Head," and he's not a runner. He just he just loves mm. the outdoors, and he was like, "That was the most amazing place I've ever been in my entire life." Like he still talks about Frozen Head yeah. and what and what that means to him. You can see, uh, and I will brag about that park all day long you can just see like 40 different climates and flora and fauna and just just wild boar mm-hmm. and rattlesnakes and uh, you know i've been there in the middle of the winter when um you go off to the north boundary and it's uh, covered in a foot of snow yeah uh, and you come back down on the other side of the trail on shimmy tops and it's a sunny day and it's 65 yep. and you're stripping off layers like it's it, it blows your mind mm-hmm. um because it's such its own uh valley uh it's it's you know its own mountain mountainous little region within yeah. a valley and, and that's why the rain will settle there for two days straight <laughs> it is absolutely it is a magical place a very magical place that if you haven't been there and you have the opportunity it is so worth your time it's worth driving 10 hours out of your way just to go there it, it is that amazing mm-hmm. you don't think so when you drive into the park and you're passing that prison you're like how nice can this place be that that see that that scares off a lot of a lot of opposers oh, and it's not brushy mountain state prison either it's not the pretty historical prison you're passing 
the uh, one of them is a juvenile facility. Mm-hmm. You're passing like active. Oh yeah. More recently built, terrifying yep. state correction facilities. Yep. I shouldn't say terrifying. No, no, one we're not talking about brushing. And it's like passing those, and you're like. Oh, is this, this is right? <laughs> You're driving through a neighborhood on one side, a prison on the other, a juvenile correction yeah. facility on the other side. And oh, look, there's a park. Yeah, we're not talking about two brushing. churches. Yep. yep there's, there's two churches. Yep, too, anyway. yep, two churches right there in that incredible <laughs> that park. Ready. So, Liz, I, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I talked about it again. Uh, with the course and the court because Laz likes to up the difficulty of the course when you have finishers it's almost like an insult to him and he's like oh I got some ideas now you, you've you've seen the course you, you've done you almost completed two full laps on this course is the course I don't want you to give away any numbers or anything like that but is this course do you think it's going to be a while before we see someone conquer this course I think it's going to take uh, someone who's been out there for a few years mm-hmm. and someone in some of the greatest shape of their life and a little bit better weather. And I think it's doable. I, I, I do not think it's not doable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jared and Luke absolutely would have had a shot. Um, but even Jared, the master navigator, you know, we'd run into him on some of the out and backs yeah. and go like, he'd be like, holy shit. Like what? Like I can't see anything. And we were like, yeah. You just, um, or, you know, it's just so muddy that you take a descent and, um, you fall all the way down and have to, you know, kind of recover and get back up. And, um, yeah, so I I think a little bit better weather one year, I think the course, I think the course is achievable. I think it's definitely hard. Um, but there are some, there are some gods and goddesses out there. So I think uh, we can get it done. If Jared Campbell's lost, if you're stumbling around frozen at state park and Jared Campbell's lost, you gotta be like, Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is. We talked to him a little bit after and he said, you know, he had the same story we had about a few books, like shot the bearing as best as he thought and still wandered around for 30 minutes right around the base of a tree that probably, had, you know, the mm-hmm. base of something that probably had a book in it and just wandered around. <laughs> which we all we all did many times what is um, it like liz because you've I, I was thinking about this as i was running this morning and i was like you know most of the races you've done liz and, and the fitness you're in and the training you put in you're very dedicated and what one thing i've always loved about you is when the day doesn't go your way and you've had some races where the day doesn't go your way you're not like ah, oh, fuck it i don't want to ruin my ultra sign up stats i'm gonna call it a day you persevere and, and you push through. Um, and so you may not get that. Another thing I love about Maggie, she's the same way. She's she's going to persevere and push through and just this incredible mental toughness and this, this mm-hmm. absolute unwillingness to say, I give up. So you kind of know, and I don't, maybe you don't know this, but I know when Liz Canty toes a line in a race, that finish line is going to happen most likely, unless, you know, you fall and break your leg or, or, yeah. or whatever. So, Going into a race, a normal, um, you know, marked course. Let's say, let's say Pinhoti, for, 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 for instance. Mm-hmm. Liz Canty toes the line at Pinhoti. She's going to make it to Silicaga. It's, it's going to happen. But what is the mindset when you, 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 you get to that gate at Frozen Head knowing that it's a really good chance? You, the odds are very good. You are not going to finish. How does that affect your mental game? So my only goal this year, and um, I, I wish I had made it a more specific goal in 2018, um, was not to quit, but to time. But if I had to never quit, um, only time out or finish. Yeah, that was my goal okay. because that's your alternate of like you know taking a 38th place finish, right? Is 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 you didn't quit and take the uh, four wheeler back to Silicaga. You uh, you worked so hard until. You even we got you know we got back to camp twelve hour twelve minutes over time, forced to quit. You know what right. I mean? Which yeah. which Laz calls a quit in and of itself, which of course it is. We right. didn't make it back in time, but um, I met my goal. I didn't take Quitters Road um, or like in twenty eighteen when I just asked for taps, which uh, I've never you know cried so hard in my life as after I asked for taps um, and haven't even since like worse never cry again. That was so embarrassing, but like, <laughs> HBO so didn't get that cry, Liz. You're okay. Uh, I was like, no one, and this time it was like, you know, to, to ask for taps is like, 
it'll sit in your, it'll sit in your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that anyone who did this year is an, an incredible hero because of the conditions we face, but, um, that was, that's what you got to go to the line with is, is don't take quitters road down, um, or try your hardest not to, even when you see time gone. Cause to me, you've now thrown away the opportunity to learn the course, mm-hmm. right? Um, you don't get a red blinker that says you're out of time. Please return to camp. Right. Um, complete the loop. Cause we had that opportunity. We knew, um, probably, um, probably approaching the last book before we even made some of our last climbs to the last book. We knew we were done. Uh, we knew the math didn't work. Um, and we could have taken an easier way back and we chose not to, um, because how do you, you can't pass up the opportunity for us to go back next year. And now we know the course in both directions as much as we possibly could. Right. Now we've seen it. Um, which, I think Rob Youngren, and I'll give him a, a shout out. Yeah. Uh, Rob Youngren told me that. I think uh, the night before the start, he said, no matter what, go back out. Even if you've got a two minute turnaround and you only put on a fresh jacket and you have no food, go back out and at least start and like just see a little bit more before you quit when you, when you can't see straight because you've run out of food. <laughs> Is it kind of, so it, it's almost like the, the, the solving the, a little bit more of the puzzle. You saw it yeah. one direction your first year. Now you've seen it in both directions. Do you find yourself like thinking like, oh, I could do this and like, like, like almost planning next year now? Yeah. I mean, you say that, you, you know, you say that sitting at home in the vacuum of me writing all my notes down of everything I remember. Right. Um, and you never know how the year is going to be or, you know, what I forget on the second loop, like, Oh, I brought no food with me. Right. You know, you have no idea how it's going to go at that time, but um, at least having that experience makes it a little more possible that um, if I'm in another perfect little pod again, that I remember the funny tree, you know, right. right. (laughs) I remember it from last year at one o'clock in the morning. It's, it's that way, you know, it's just that, it's just that little percentage more knowledge that uh, gets, you know, you know, John Kelly was out there for many years before he uh, finished the full five. Um, I think Rob Youngren and uh, a lot of others of that uh, sort of early barkers, uh, you know, they'd go four years without even doing two loops because it was, you know, just yeah. um, putting it together was a little difficult. So Very interesting. I want to go back one thing and I don't want to, I want to make sure I get this in before we, we, we call us quits. Uh, one thing I've always wondered when it comes to Barkley and you, you, you build that, that team, right? There's the three of you and Jamil <laughs> and Jamil. We're going to throw in there. The women and Jamil. That's right. That's right. The sisterhood of the traveling trekking poles and Jamil. Um, so how do, how do you, how does it, how's it decided that someone's no longer a part of the pod? Do you, if they just can't, they can't keep up. Do you all just kind of maintain a unspoken pace? How does, how does one get kicked out of a pod? So I like to say that that's their choice. Um, people make that choice. Uh We would never, if someone was, someone was struggling a little bit or had to tie a shoe or drop something, we'd give it a few minutes, you know, but at that point, you know, but you know, there's, there's a limit to that. Um, if we got to a book and we knew that we still had our whole crew coming up a climb or going down, that was, that was gear check. That was, that was okay. Everybody pass the book around, get your food out, get your drink, some water. Um, that gives the person who gets last to the book about no time, but we waited, you know, and then you, and then you take off again. Um, and if, and if someone falls off or doesn't get out of camp in time, you know, that's, that's on them at that point. And, um, and I don't think anyone was sad about that. We, we definitely saw some, we knew, you know, we'd pass people who had fallen off the back of our little train and we'd go, come on, you can, you can do it. Yeah. Just go get the, just go get it and just come back with us. And, you know, then you just kind of see the, yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and, um, and and you feel it in your soul a little because we've all been there. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, I can't keep that pack today. You know, I've been there in a race, and so um, it, it's it's tough and it and it breaks your heart. But um, you hope that you taught all those people something while they were out there. So, all right, this is a question that I I, I don't know if anyone else is going to ask you, Liz, but I'm dying to know who had to tie their shoes more: Maggie Guterell, Courtney DeWalter, Jamil Corey, or Liz Canty. Who was who was making you stop more? I, 
well, I, I was going to say tying shoes. I don't know that a single one of us ever tied our shoes. Ooh. Had to retie our shoes. Um, I will say I probably caused the most delay with one fall that I took, which was pretty impressive. Um, I had one really. Um, I don't think I had to stop the most. I think we all sort of. I think we evened out the uh, amount of like food stops, but I took one really good six or seven foot fall off a rock that uh, sort of reset like a, well, we're definitely not going to leave Liz on the ground. (laughs) And uh, so I'll take a minute and make sure she's okay. And they gave me an extra second to sort of like, (sighs) (laughs) Oh, that hurt. Let me see. Can you, I don't know if you can see. Oh yeah. I can see that. Seven foot fall. (laughs) Holy cow. What happened? It didn't feel good. I just slipped off a rock. It's like the stupidest story ever. Just sort of, you know, it was muddy. I slipped off a rock. And um, I think Maggie had the best sentiment. She said, uh, that's the last fall in my twenties that I get to bounce on. Cause I was un- uninjured, like stood up and everybody kind of pointed their headlamps at me and they went, Oh my God. And I was like, no, it's fine. 29. She said, that's the last one I get. And then now approaching my thirties, I don't bounce no more. Right. Just know that if that happens next year at Barkley Liz, it's going to be like, Oh, Oh, my back. Yeah. Ow, ow, yeah. It didn't, ow. Yeah. I was not good at the time, but um, yeah, otherwise I think we were pretty, a pretty dialed in crew. No one had a weird, like, Oh, my shoes bugging me or I've got a blister. I mean, I didn't hear and of course, we're also, you know, hardcore, uh, you know, yeah. and, and gritty that we're, we wouldn't tell you if we were chafing our butt, Listen, but <laughs> we're definitely. I knew it wasn't Courtney. I knew it wasn't Maggie. I was just wondering if Jamil was maybe complaining too much. That's what I <laughs> No, he, he pounded some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and um, he had the longest hair of all of us, though. He, he did. to fix it once, though. He... Actually, maybe him and Courtney, but yeah. <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> It was, it was like the most fun I'd had in a long time. That's really cool. Uh, any word, did HBO give you any idea of when the, 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 we can expect to see that? Yeah, uh, end of April, they said. So they, because, you know, the Barkley Glow only lasts so long. That's so true. I think they're going to try to turn it around quick. Um, it's the only reason I'll get my parents to ever pay attention to this stuff. <laughs> that'd be, they, that'd be like, awesome. Ha, they'll be clicking through and my face will be on HBO and they'll be like, wait a minute, what happened? Listen, everyone thinks that I got HBO Max for the four hour long Zack Schneider uh, version of Justice League. Uh, No, I got it because I wanted to watch Liz Canty on Real Sports. Real Sports. I called him Brian Gumball for a few days. Is Mr. Gumball going to be here? Why isn't Gumball coming down? I'm very upset. So how much of the plan can you give me for 2021? Are you going back? to Barkley, is that the plan? Uh, I mean, I'd love to. Uh, so we're, I'm sure our whole group will put back in at the end of 2021. And um, I, I think I ended up, I forgot to sign up for BFC because I don't remember anything. So I put I put back in for BFC, I think I'm on the wait list. <laughs> um, but I'll go to BFC in 2021 just to make sure I'm still real familiar with the trails. Everyone and, right uh, now is going, yeah. Everyone else got on Cruel the, Jewel in a few weeks. Oh, that's great. Cruel Jewel is such a yeah. such a beautiful course and, and runs so well. Um, but everyone that's in Barkley Fall Classic is going like, I hope Liz doesn't get off the wait list. I still want a shot. <laughs> it was just so funny. It was so embarrassing. I think somebody, yeah, uh, might have been Keith or Keith or something or, or Dobie or something who was walking out of camp and was like, Oh, I'll see you in September. And I went, Oh yeah, I didn't sign up for that. And I'm like, hey. I was like, Oh, I totally I just totally uh, it's been a crazy year, totally blew my mind. But yeah, I mean, cruel drill in two months. I think I'd call Barkley the best training I could have done for that. Oh, and, um, for sure. CCC in France. If we're allowed to travel, my husband and I both are fully vaccinated now. Um, so that's that's good news. He's in UTMB, and then I'll probably start looking at um, maybe a double scar or some other FKTs for the fall. Well, the thing is, Liz, no matter what you decide to do, we will all be watching and we will all be cheering for you. I really miss my dark horse moments, Mel. Yeah. I'm sure everybody will forget in a little bit. You know, that's, yeah, you're right. Dark horse ways. There was a time, Liz, when it was like, Liz who? But I, I, think, yeah. I think 2021 marks the end of the Liz who era. 
I'll have to change my name. I'll take my husband's name and just like serve it. Right. No change your hair again. color. You dye your hair blonde. Yeah. It's a whole plan. <laughs> no, I'm not Liz Canty. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no Who, who's that? I heard she's a talker. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was so great nice. catching up with you, Liz. And it was so much fun. Like, like, I was wondering this year, I'm like, okay, who's going to be the standout? What's going to make What's gonna make me refresh that Twitter feed? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's so funny because I don't think you need to refresh, but we always do. It's like you hit that little circle arrow thing. Like, okay, all right, there's got to be a new update here. And you, you keep doing that. You were the reason I kept hitting that little... Uh, update arrow just to be like oh god what's liz doing is it gonna be a fun run this year oh my god it could happen so thank you for for bringing some joy i think the best one was the ultra running meme did you see that one of um uh i think she's test- texting other guys and it said <laughs> are luke and jared over ratchel yet <laughs> the best thing i saw all weekend that's what it sounded like everyone was doing you know just like wanted to know where everybody was you know forget about pandemics and crises just for a moment. It was a um, nice break. It was a really... Pay attention to Barclay. Yes. <laughs> it was a really nice break. And it almost felt a little bit of normalcy had re- had returned yeah. to trail and ultra running where we could all just... Just for a, just for a half second. Just a, a second of, a oh my God, people are getting their asses handed to them at Frozen Head State Park. And there's people that are just gritting and grinding through it. And, and, and those stories came out. And yes, we didn't have a finisher this year. Um, but man, oh man, what a great story. Liz Canty, thank you for taking some time to jibber jabber on the Adventure Jogger. It was great. Always great to have you on. Standing invitation, Liz. You are always welcome on the Adventure Jogger. Thank you, everybody, for bearing with me during those cableless times. We are 100% listener supported. You can make a monthly pledge on our Patreon page. Just search The Adventure Jogger on Patreon or go to theadventurejogger.com. Join the community on Facebook and Instagram by searching The Adventure Jogger. And subscribe to The Adventure Jogger wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. 